Hello and welcome to this episode of the Too Hot for Hockey podcast. My name is Katie and tonight I'm joined by the lovely Chandler. Hello. Uh, This is one of our bonus episodes. Uh, Tonight we'll be discussing this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. We are missing Nikki and Maha. Nikki is out sidelined for a couple weeks with her concussion. Uh, We're wishing you the best, Nikki, and we hope you come back soon. And Maha's just off celebrating the Leafs win, so she's not here tonight either. She was salty that we dragged them in our last podcast, so she decided (laughs) to not come on. (laughs) This week... Uh, the girls came back into the workroom after Lala Re was eliminated and all of the girls were kind of sad. I think we were all a little bit sad as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candy in particular was mourning the loss of one of the bald headed brigade ladies. <laughs> a great name. I don't, I don't know where that came from. Was that discussed? Because I missed that. Where was, that came from. Who, oh, who was it? Someone called them the ball. It must have been Tina, but someone called them the bald headed brigade, like in one of the first episodes. And I was like, that's great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I totally like missed that, but oh well. <laughs> um, and Olivia was celebrating her win, uh, but Utica was feeling a bit salty that everyone that she seems to help seems to win. <laughs> and she doesn't like that she's not doing well. Yeah, I could definitely see why she's getting frustrated. It was also funny because one of the people she was helping was Lala Ree in the bag ball challenge. Only so much you could do for Lala there, though. Sure. Yeah, so I don't know how helpful Utica's being, but <laughs> I mean, like, you know it's a competition like you're not here it's not RuPaul's best friend race like stop helping people then like Mm -hmm. it's that simple I don't know yeah reminds me of Asia O'Hara and that one challenge where she got like read to filth by like her idol judge and she was like I helped everybody else oh yeah I remember that and it's like don't help them like (laughs) and then she got mad at them yeah when she offered to help them like you're not getting badges for being a good person. Like that's not what this competition is for. So just stop being helpful. It's that easy. Yeah. Um, we had another upset girl in the workroom. Denali was pretty upset that she wasn't getting acknowledged. And uh, she shared that with everybody, uh, bringing up that Candy called her forgettable during the reading challenge. Uh, what did you, what do you think about that? She's getting a little, she is indeed icy and spicy. She's been a little (laughs) fiery lately. It's like a little scary. If I was in the room and she was like, I'm mad. I'd be like, oh God. Especially if she had like those spider contacts in that she had in last week. Yeah, like she's an intense lady. Like I would not want to see her upset and you could see her like seething this episode. So gotta watch out for her fueled her fire a little bit yeah all right um so this week there was no mini challenge because they wanted to get right into the rusical because there was a lot to work on yeah it's usually Um, a heavy episode yeah definitely which is great because the mini challenges are pointless and very strange so I don't understand why you're doing it if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like I, so I don't miss them. The reading challenge is like the only good mini challenge. I mean, I already had it. So it's like, okay, we don't need another one. Yeah. Yeah. The ones where they just like promote Rue's music or whatever, just by dressing up in country sh- shit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the weird dancing ones, the ones where they have yeah. to do like a strange obstacle course, like that one season <laughs> they had to like hold eggs between their knees. Like, yeah. like none of this is relevant to drag. <laughs> I think Rue just enjoys making people look stupid. Like That's literally what the show comes down to is whoever entertains her the most. Yeah. And uh, I think the judging is showing that this year. But oh well. <laughs> um, so as mentioned, we had a rusical this week. Uh, the theme was social media. 
where each character played their own platform and we had some mixed performances um but we'll start with the audition process our choosing parts um so rose hears it's the rusical and she is stoked she's pumped she's ready this is the one she's been waiting for oh yeah and uh, I was loving her little ringer tea in the in the workroom. I gotta say, she looked good. <laughs> I, I, it's like the only thing she's brought. I think it's the only thing she's worn in the workroom. It was a different good. green tea, though. It was different. Oh, was it really? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. her color. Then I guess she. Looked good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's so cute. Um. Yeah. So the queens start listening to the parts, and people start picking their parts. And it goes rather well until Denali tries to pick her role and she's a little slow to claim something. Yeah. Um, Denali, or not Denali, um, Utica ends up with the part that she wants, uh, Lady Tweets, and she ends up having to audition against Rosé for the lead role of Foxy. And I think that went about as well as we thought it would. (laughs) She really, Denali really sewered herself here. You never want to be, I don't know, you never want to say off the bat, well, I can do this or this because all the other queens here is, okay, she doesn't really, isn't set on a roll, so she can just get whatever and who cares. So she set herself up for failure by saying she would play Foxy or Lady Tweets because then all of a sudden everyone was like, well, whatever. I loved that they made them audition. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> like that was so much fun. And like Mick and Liv were just like dying on the couch. Their reactions were my everything. It was great. And Utica like causing drama, her little comment there. She's like, yeah. oh, I'm bad. <laughs> she, I don't know. I just, I really don't believe anything she says. <laughs> like Nothing about her seems authentic to me. I just, I don't know. She's an odd one. (laughs) Yeah. She also like fought so hard for a role that she, she was never going to do well in. And I thought Denali would have done really good in that role. Mm -hmm. After seeing it for sure. Yeah. In her um, phenomenon verse, like she got like eight lines in there in like a four Mm -hmm. bar thing. So I think she would have done so well in that role as well. So Utica made a, made the wrong choice, I think. I think she's trying to challenge herself too. Cause she like, she comes off with this air of like, I'm doing better than the, like, she's kind of got the Denali frustration going on, but I don't really know why she feels that way. Like she's not at Denali's level, at least in my yeah, opinion. I agree. I do like, I obviously respect you want to challenge yourself and, and, I don't know, try and push yourself to your limits, but like you also have to read the room. You know, there's a lot of strong queens who can sing and dance. So in this one, if you know you're not good at it, like you should be trying to just be safe. And luckily she was, but I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. So Denali ends up as one of the Russian twins with Mick. Uh, which in my honestly like I thought that was like it's a comic relief part it like you get the attention on you yeah I don't know why she was so upset about it yeah Yeah. I mean obviously Foxy is gonna be the starring role but I don't think she ended up with a bad part whatsoever no they go into singing or no sorry they start with a video visit from Anne Hathaway which was pretty cool and random I think very Um, random really genuine (laughs) and yeah probably not the person though that I would have chosen for advice about a musical I'm not sure I thought that was a funny choice she was in Les Mis which is like a very moody depressing musical I wouldn't chalk it up to like a rusical (laughs) standard So it did seem a little odd. She's not a very like Broadway musical actress, I would say, but I do love her. So it was cute. I enjoyed seeing her like fangirl a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that she gets hives when she's still talking to people, that's just insane with how much of a stage she's on half the time. Like that was was crazy to see. Yeah. 
made her more relatable for sure. A hundred percent. She was just, she was really cute. She was really genuine. I thought she gave some pretty good advice. Um, so that was nice to see. And she dropped a little tea that she was the ninth choice for her part in Devil Wears Prada. I meant to Google this to see if I could find out who the other ones were, but I forgot, but that's actually crazy. Right? How do nine people or eight people, I guess, turn down that role or like something comes up or like, what are the chances? I know. And like, I don't know, it's such an iconic movie and I can't even picture someone else in that role. So it's kind of crazy that she almost right. walked into it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, she wrapped up her call with a don't forget to have fun. <laughs> that was so cute. She is such a mom. Oh my God. <laughs> she is so precious I love her yeah this made me just love her a little bit more yeah too cute all right so after they get advice from Anne they head to the main stage to record vocals with Michelle Visage uh what did you think about those those little moments those sneak peeks we had um a lot of the girls can't sing (laughs) Um, I thought Tina was like very Broadway musical. I thought she was like very on par for the role that she got. I was surprised at how well Liv could sing. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Um, like I guess her congratulations first was good, but I I didn't really remember it. I was too like distracted by her hair and her outfit, Mm -hmm. I think. But Mm -hmm. yeah, seeing she could sing quite well was pretty surprising. And then Girl, Simone and Candy. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh no, it was so bad. <laughs> Why did Candy take a role with so many S's in her? Yeah. Heart? Like, oh man, that was a that was a struggle bus. Yeah, not good. And just speaking of Simone, uh, she couldn't say Ogle. (laughs) Okay, this really bothered me because Michelle kept being like, it's Oogle. And I was like, no, no, it's not. Isn't it Ogle? Like the way that Michelle was telling her she was saying it wrong. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're saying it wrong. (laughs) Like I was so confused. I was like, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Maybe this is like an American thing, but I thought it was Ogle. Honestly, I have no idea how to say it. I feel like there's four different ways you can say this word. So I don't know why you're choosing it specifically, but because I, I would say ogle. ogle yeah. And then she was ogle. saying ogle and she, then Simone was saying oogle. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to say it either. <laughs> I was so shook. I was like, Michelle, I don't think you're giving her the correct advice, but now I just don't even know what this word means anymore. <laughs> yeah right uh it was crazy and then Utica of course was terrible tongue-tied for sure I can't believe she eventually got it out I don't know how they did that they must have just made her like speak it really slowly and then sped it up because (laughs) she was not getting there (laughs) it was so bad yeah that was interesting and then once rap like I'm like you just can't rap girl give it up look at look at you you're from Minnesota read the room (laughs) (laughs) um and then once they were done recording they met up with our favorite Jamal Sims to learn some dancing again this kind of showed a lot of girls true colors Jamal doesn't cut it easy with them so it was funny to see how the girls lined up here yeah I fucking love Jamal his outfit was just sending me I was like what is this tracksuit I was like this man has so much <laughs> chest exposed like yeah. I was so distracted <laughs> I was like, I attention. like this is such a look like he's just like chest out for the ladies it was crazy yeah for sure <laughs> that was so funny it was too much <laughs> uh, think- a couple things that worried me on the runway was uh first when Mick and Denali were trying to do their thing Mick was just not there. And just with Denali having so much experience, I was really worried about how that was going to go. 
Yeah, I was very nervous that Mick was going to bring down their pair. And I didn't think they had necessarily like very hard choreography, which also had me nervous that they wouldn't stand out. I guess they didn't really show a lot of their um, choreography during the rehearsal. But when you compared it to some of the other girls' choreography, it seemed pretty plain. So I was really nervous. I was like, Mick, you better pull this together because if you make Denali look bad, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. And just with uh, Maha and Nikki spoiling things a little bit for you and I, just like saying like, oh my God. I know. As soon as I was freaking out. Yeah. As soon as Nikki posted, I think she was like, I don't know. I think she was just like, I just came by to say fuck RuPaul. And I was like, oh no, I'm so nervous now. I was like, is Denali going home? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So stressful. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other thing I found a little bit strange was Simone not being able to give attitude. I, I was very shocked. I was like, her choreography is her walking fiercely, which is everything she does on the runway every single week. And I felt like Jamal was being kind of picky. He was like, oh, it's not like a, like a hop. And I was like, who cares? Like, she looks fine. Like, why are you being so nitpicky about this? Like, I feel like it really brought her confidence down and she was super nervous going into it. And I was like, no, like Simone, what's going on? Yeah, that made me really nervous too. I don't like seeing her struggle. Like I'm so attached to her. (laughs) And like, she's so earnestly like taking in the critique. Like you could see her like so disheartened that she wasn't doing well. And it just like hurt my heart. Mm -hmm. Poor Simone. Luckily, she wasn't the only terrible dancers. <laughs> yeah. Like, seeing Utica rehearse was just so traumatizing. <laughs> so, oh what, are we calling this dance? Like, I don't know that we can. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> so, the next day, we move into mirror time, and the girls are getting ready for the rusical. They start to talk about the negative sides of social media that they've come across uh, with the theme of the rusical falling in line there. Um, Candy in particular brings up that Aja and Valentina's untucked argument in season nine led to Aja and the whole house of Aja receiving a lot of hate from Drag Race fans. And apparently people started attacking Candy, calling her fat Aja, which is pretty unacceptable. Drag Race fans are so savage. And we've seen it this season with them coming after Candy and Candy's mom. Like, this shit is unacceptable. And people don't realize that just because they're behind a screen, they can just do and say whatever they want. And I mean, me and you are both on hockey Twitter. Like, it's also a fucking shit show every day. So I just, I don't know. It was kind of weird to do a musical about social media when, like, 90% of it is horrifying (laughs) like I don't know it was a bit of a strange choice in my opinion and yeah I'm sure I couldn't imagine going on a show like Drag Race and knowing that everyone's gonna have an opinion about you and say everything you're doing wrong like we're doing right now (laughs) yeah totally um yeah I thought social media was a weird choice as well um just the way it was put together like trying to force to each person has having their own individual part it didn't really like yeah blow or anything like they had to have a part like Tina's to make it even work at all which it didn't even really at that point but without it there's no narration no way of connecting yeah I had complained that I didn't want them to do a COVID rusical and I was like I feel like at least the COVID rusical would have been a little funny (laughs) And it would have been more cohesive. Like it probably would have made sense. Like they would have had a doctor, a scientist. Well, here's the thing. Like uh, something, right? The Rusicals aren't like Tony award-winning productions. (laughs) Like they never make a lot of sense. But Mm -hmm. this one was a stretch to make it all come together. So it was a rough one. I feel like this needs to be one that they do a little later in the season. So there's less parts to create. I think there's always that little bit where it's like we just need extra parts so we throw this in and those girls always get fucked like it's yeah yeah, it's just brutal yeah I I would agree with that it was was like a little they had to like 
create roles that didn't really make sense to make it fit. Yeah. So that was a struggle. Uh, but on the other hand, Candy also brought up that she has now become a famous meme on social media because uh, someone posted a photo of her sitting alone in the VIP, quote unquote, and it's she's actually made some money off it, which is kind of funny. I think she actually posted it and like oh, okay. posted it in like earnest, like with no joke whatsoever. And then people just took it and ran with it and thought it was really funny. <laughs> which is even more hilarious that Candy was just like blissfully unaware of like how dumb <laughs> the post was to begin <laughs> with. But I think it's hilarious that she like somehow like monetized it. And I mean, like our favorite Rusical queen, Jan, has like the most iconic meme from that episode that she like made into all her merch. So like if the internet takes it and runs with it, you gotta make money off of it. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know this drag race changes the girl's life for sure. But if you can add on, why not? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then Rose also brings up that Tina had a, what she calls a fling and Tina corrects as a relationship with British personality Graham Norton. And this, I, I was surprised that they brought this up. Yeah, I don't it know. kind of, how they got here was really strange. I don't know how they connected like social media to like memes to like Tina dating a famous person <laughs> like it was a bit of a stretch yeah but I was really excited because I wanted to hear some tea and then Tina was like so uncharacteristically nice about it and I was like what the fuck Tina like that's not what we're here for I feel like that was for cameras though um I I've, I haven't read too much into it I've only seen a few pictures and stuff but I heard Graham Norton say something like it was a train wreck <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing that somewhere. So I think Tina's maybe trying to make sure that nothing comes out bad about her. Yeah, yeah. I respect it, I guess. It would be really weird to have like a very famous ex before you're like famous. And then like you also become famous and you're both mm. on like the same show, but in a different country. It's a little odd. Yeah, yeah. And I feel it's tough too if people know if you're talking about an ex and people know who the ex is as opposed to just some random faceless person you're talking about. That makes it a little bit different as well. And it led to this weird part about Denali telling them that she had a crush on animated characters, Hercules and Aladdin. Yeah. I once again, I have no idea how this conversation <laughs> from point A to point B to point fucking Z, like this was so out of the blue but her like genuine like shock of like wait like you guys don't have crush on animated characters and like they were all <laughs> just like what are you talking about I was like oh my god Denali me too <laughs> you're not alone Amy love her so much more oh my god it's so I've funny. never felt more connected to another human being like come on if you didn't have crushes on animated characters growing up like who were you All right, and we finally get to the rusical itself. Mm. We start with Tina dressed in a very Chicago-esque outfit and haircut. And it leads into Olivia, I believe, is the first one she talks to. Is that correct? Yeah. She was like the, the faux Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, Zuckerberg. What's Can name? we talk about her outfit? Like, what was that? It was horrible it was it was so bad like I actually was angry I was like um like are you going to the gym like very casually like is that what she thinks like Mark Zucker like I guess he was like a college student so he was like wearing sweatpants but like you're on drag race you can't wear yeah. just like a muscle tee and like really ugly blue leggings and like go on stage yeah no that was a big question mark for me like luckily she could sing because I feel like she would have got red for that real hard I honestly the outfit was so bad she deserved to be on the bottom just for that like it was ugh. like what are you doing yeah she, she you're right she's lucky she can sing because <laughs> that outfit was not it <laughs> no not at all uh, were there any other performances that stood out good or bad for you? 
Um, Rose obviously like fucking killed it. She like ate these girls for dinner. She was so good. Her outfit <laughs> was hilarious. Like we knew she was gonna do well, and like she exceeded my expectations. I thought Tina did a great job and I thought the fact that they tore her up for like the two seconds at the end of her performance that she wasn't lip syncing I didn't think that was fair because she carried the whole thing she had the biggest part she was in character her vocals were good like I don't know I had a grievance to pick with the judges over this one. I didn't think they should have been that upset over like her last two seconds of her performance because there were other queens that were just straight up boring. That's true. Like I thought Tina was fine. Like I wouldn't have put her in the bottom, but I would not have put her in the top either. Yeah. I don't know. I just, once again, the judging was kind of questionable. Um, Simone was terrible, like straight up bad. The outfit was not good. I don't know what those like opaque yellow tights were supposed to be doing. Like your Instagram, like you think you would have put on like a better outfit. And like, I don't know, they also could have auto-tuned her vocals more. Yeah. Like there's no way, I don't know. Something fishy was going on there. I was like, they auto-tuned Candy so hard and they didn't do anything to Simone's at all. It was dicey. Yeah. I was wondering how they did the outfits. Like they wouldn't have known their parts ahead of time, would they? Like, so how did they find all this stuff that fits or they, did they have to throw stuff together? Is that why Simone's was so random? That's a very good question because I, I think sometimes like when they do um, like the acting challenges, they're given, like they're provided the looks or at least like the wig. And so I don't know if they were all told to like bring something like vaguely that could work or if they just had to like make it work. Cause like, how would you plan? You have no idea what role you're going to get. That's it. You can't bring nine outfits. So I was wondering, cause Utica's was pretty fitting. Like hers fit like Twitter. I thought that was good. The colors were good. So how do you, how did they choose that? How did they get that? I just I was just wondering how they yeah are they given like a rack of like clothes to choose from when they get their role maybe I don't know that's really weird I never thought about that also why was Tina Chicago themed I didn't get that either see that's like okay the Rusical wasn't great and it didn't really make sense that some people were like Twitter Instagram Facebook and then Tina was just like Liza Minnelli in Chicago or something (laughs) I didn't get it I really was not picking up what they were putting down I also had no idea what Candy was supposed to be she was uh LinkedIn oh okay because at first I was like is she only fans like she's weirdly talking about making money and her bra is hanging out (laughs) and then the second time I watched it that would have been so much better yeah I was like maybe she's like monster.com or something she's talking about (laughs) resumes like I was so confused I was like I don't know what she's supposed to be and I can't hear her I don't know what she's saying she didn't do well she couldn't dance it was not good Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Like, I don't know why she was facing away the whole time. There's no way Jamal would have choreographed it that way. So she obviously didn't know her part. Yeah. She's just not a good performer. She's fucked up every single dancing and singing challenge that they've had. Like she just doesn't know how to perform on stage. And I'm like, you're literally a drag queen. It's your fucking job to know how to do this. Like that's why Kamara went home because she didn't have an act. Yeah, 100%. R.I.P. Kamora. <laughs> would not have excelled at this challenge. But on the other hand, we did have a few stellar performances. As mentioned, Rose killed it as Foxy. Uh, the Russians, Mick and Denali, actually turned out really great. So that was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you think anyone else did well? I think, yeah, they, they had the top three correct in my opinion I I actually I thought Elliot did like pretty good given like her role like I thought her outfit was good her singing was like pretty okay which like sucks because like I don't like her but like I thought she did fine um and yeah boring 
Elliot? Yeah, like it it was kind of like a a safe role. Like I don't know that anyone who took that role would have done well in it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like the, yeah, what was the guidance? Like B- Billie Eilish? Like that's really tough to like make. Yeah. And possible. like just having to perform with like the lights down and only a flashlight. Like it was a little I don't know. It was a little odd, but I thought she did like good for like the role that she had. And yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised with Mick. I think that the fact that her and Denali had to sing in a Russian accent is so much harder than anything all the other queens had to do. So Mm -hmm. they had it like double whammy, like you have to sing, but you also need to put on an accent. Like that's a tough thing to do. And I think they both did very well. Yeah, when Denali's like, I'm around Russians all the time at ice skating. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no kidding. How are you just realizing this? Like, whatever. Her yeah. accent was perfect. Like, I don't know why she was worried. Yeah, that was that was funny. No, I thought that was a super much needed boost because it started to really fall flat in the middle. Yeah, it was it wasn't a good rusical. <laughs> all things considered like everyone did okay I guess (laughs) that's what that's what the episode's gonna be called this week everyone did okay everyone was okay (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's move on to our runway looks the theme this week was yellow gorgeous I love that and everybody had to wear yellow so our safe queens this week were Olivia, Utica, and Elliot. So let's do a quick toot and boot with them. Um, Olivia was a, like a dream girl-esque uh, inspired gown with ostrich feather puffs, I think she called them on her arms. It was, like I guess, a take on a boa mm-hmm. around her arms. Um, I, I thought it was fine. I gave it a, a toot. Yeah, like, here's the thing. It's a toot, but also it was, like, very reminiscent of her LeMay runway with, like, the Lily gown. She was in, like, almost the same wig. And I get it. Like, if that's your style of, like, a pageantry dress, sure. Like, she looked great. But I didn't find it necessarily, like, exciting. But maybe that's just, like, my taste. Like, I don't know. Like, when I see a pretty dress, I'm like, all right. Like, I want to see a beautiful, pretty dress in your finale, maybe, but, like, I would like something a little more exciting. Yeah. Like, just seeing where some of the girls took it, it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, I could have, like, revealed it if I needed to, and she literally would have just pulled it down. It's like, yeah, it was the same, like, slinky reveal she did in her, like, pink and yellow dress that she came out with to start. And so I was like, okay, like you've already done that exact same reveal. So it wouldn't have been that exciting anyway. And the dress was just very, it looked exactly like something Rue would wear on the runway. So I'm like, okay, this isn't exciting. Like Rue has worn this exact dress in like four different colors a million times. Like, yeah. Speaking of Rue, actually, she's been like doing some kind of daring outfits for her the last couple of weeks. Hey, short ones. And like, yeah, I don't know how I felt about this blazer situation. (laughs) It needed to be like cinched a little bit. I don't know. It was a little yeah. off. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> um, our next one was Utica, who came out in some kind of medieval gown that she said was called too sexy at the time, but it was also plaid. So I don't know how that's medieval. It was a it was a lot of a lot. <laughs> I did not get this. When she walked out, I literally was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know a lot about medieval times, but I don't think they were wearing bright canary yellow. Like, what? And like, the shape was weird. The like, straps holding the skirt. And like, there was a lot of non-yellow on it. Her like, whole arms being in yellow and like the bodysuit. Like, it was just not pleasing to look at and the princess leia hair i don't think they did that it's just i don't know if you have to like explain it it's not good (laughs) he's overthinking it yeah 
And even with the explanation, it's like, okay, this is still ugly. Like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I just, I don't know. It was not good. It was a boot. Yeah, not a fan. I thought she should have been in the bottom, but I'm not a judge, so. I honestly, like, when I was watching it, I didn't think she did that bad, but it's maybe because my expectations were so low. That's a good point. Because I thought she did okay. I was kind of mad at her because, like, she took Denali's part, but that was before we saw Denali in the musical, and then I I, I didn't think she did the worst in my opinion. I think you're, I think you have a good point. The fact that we saw her vocal recording where she couldn't even put two words together and then on the stage, like it all flowed fine. I think we just gave her a pass because she like did it, but I don't know. Like I, I and Rue doesn't see that too, right? Like she doesn't see the, exactly. It's not behind the scenes. Fine in her eyes. And then like, yeah, I guess sure she can be safe, but I don't know. It was a questionable choice. I'm I'm ready for her to go home and I have a feeling next week will be tough for her. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, our last safe was Elliot, who had this like a similar look to Tina. They were both taxi cabs. Um, personally, I thought Elliot did it better. It was a little more modern, a little more like like less Fresh, I guess yeah more like fashiony yeah exactly that's what I'm yeah. going for so that was I think that was a two yeah her look was a two I thought she looked good it was very reminiscent of like the shape was the same of her outfit she walked in on with like the pants and the bolero jacket but I thought it was like well put together the steering wheel I maybe could have done without it looked a little like tacky and cheap but I thought she looked good I I like I think I like Tina's taxi better, but they were both good outfits. So it was a two. And our tops are Rose, Denali, and Gottmik. Uh, Rose's look this week was the mask. Uh, she had the zoot suit made into like a dress, a short little dress, and she had the green makeup on her face. And I thought this was actually a really great way to go because I don't think anyone else would have done this. Yeah, I agree. It was a toot. It was really cute. I fucking love the mask. Like that movie is so good. So I respected it. It made me smile when she came out. I think Michelle is fucking crazy. It wasn't orange. Like right? it's just because it's just every- the fabric had some sheen to it yeah and everyone else did like the exact same shade of canary yellow that like any other shade of yellow is not gonna look as yellow but I was like Michelle right. shut the fuck up like it's not <laughs> get out of here so yeah she looked good it was a two yeah I liked it a lot although I will say I wasn't a fan of her just like plain black pumps like put on that's a yellow, true you know that's like that's true really nitpicky i'm just being i'm just being yeah, come on chandler come on <laughs> uh denali was dressed in a like python print jumpsuit with like a medusa type wig and she said that she was the britney snake now from the slave video which i thought was funny love it I she love really it. good i love britney free britney we respect it it was like a political statement i love it <laughs> it's like two of my favorite things combining Denali and Brittany yeah I love it yeah it was good I thought it was really good oh that's an obvious toot from us an even though I don't like toot, yeah I didn't notice, <laughs> I didn't notice the first time um I watched it and then the second time I saw that there was like little red jewels as like the eyes in the headpiece I had kind of missed it the oh, first time around and I was like yeah. oh it's cute so it was good she has great attention to detail which we respect we do (laughs) and then Mick's outfit was a bondage crash test dummy Uh, we'd already seen a crash test dummy on the runway this year from Denali earlier on Mm -hmm. Um, which one did you think was better I don't want Nikki to kill me (laughs) 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 but (laughs) 
Nikki, I'm not here, girl. Yeah, she's not here. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I, I liked Mix better. I think Denali's was like a little frumpy in hindsight. Um, I think Mick just looked really sleek. The shoes were my favorite. I oh my lived God, for yeah. the shoes she was wearing. Um, her makeup, of course, was fantastic. And I love the little ponytail, little ends that were coming out. I thought it was great. It was definitely a two. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it as well. And our bottoms this week were Tina. She had the campy taxi cab dress. Uh, she had headlights on her boobs. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> and she had boob license plate on her butt. So yeah. I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. That was a two for me as well. Yeah, I thought it was well done. It was so nice to see her in a regular fucking wig. No red. No oh, red on her anywhere. It was so refreshing. Like she looked, <laughs> this is going to be mean, but like she finally looked like beautiful. Like <laughs> red matted wigs were not doing her any justice. And it made all the difference. Like her makeup was a lot better this week. Like her body shape was good. The dress was really, it was like campy without being like over the top. Like she still looked really beautiful in it. So I was like, I was so proud of Tina this week. And then the judges had to shit all over it. <laughs> I thought it was a good look. I'm just, I hate it when Michelle says this. So I hate that I'm going to say it right now, but I want to see something other than campy from her. Yeah. Like I know that there's queens out there that it's all they do. Like when she was saying that to Jinx and stuff in season five, I was like, leave her alone. Yeah. But I feel like Tina needs to show something different now. You are correct. I like, I also would agree. If she had not done such campy looks before, this would have been like a home run. Totally. But because she already did such like high camp, like, reveal of a boob situation like it kind of lost its impact a little bit like with rosé for example like she does fashion and then when she hits you with the camp it just hits all that different because right. it's not expected and like that's what tina needs to do and she would hate that i say that because she hates rosé and it's hilarious <laughs> well you gotta stir it up a little bit right yeah I loved her moment earlier in the episode when they were all voting on who should be Foxy. And she was like, I voted Denali just to piss her off. <laughs> like, I respect that level of petty. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, our next bottom was Simone. She had a big bird fur coat and yellow suspenders, which I'm calling firefighter fashion. I thought it was a really awesome look and she brought the walk like she brought the attitude here I don't know where it went in the challenge I don't know I think maybe she was so insecure that she knew her singing was terrible that she just lost all her confidence and it's like that's the time when you need to bring it and make up for the fact that you can't fucking sing and she just didn't. that's it right you, you need to play it off and if you just if you don't bring any energy yeah. it's gonna make it all that much worse a hundred percent um I agree I think this look was really cute it's like definitely a two I loved the big like fur coat I again get worried that like she's just skinny and so everything looks good on her like I don't want to be like falling into that trap because at the end of the day she was in some boots and like shorts with straps on them and like that's true I don't know it's so hard because she wears everything so well and she sells things and like I do love her and I respect her bringing like black culture to RuPaul's Drag Race like being unapologetically who she is so it's so tough to like critique her looks especially when like she brings things like the do-rag look like I know she can do more than just like something skimpy mm -hmm. so it's it's tough you know yes she didn't really make an effort to not look boy on top which I know there's there's some yeah. girls that don't have much up there but like at the same time it's it's got to balance out right yeah. like a hip pad or something like 
I don't know, this was my frustration with Canada's drag race was that a lot of them didn't pad and like, sure, like everyone's drag is different. And maybe like RuPaul's Drag Race has just conditioned me to be very like, I don't know, traditional, but I want to see a fucking pad, you know? So it's a little, well, I'm always still excited to see what Simone is going to wear. So like, I can't knock her too bad, you know? Agree. Agree. We still love her. Of course. <laughs> and our last bottom was Candy, who wore a yellow sundress, um, kind of featuring what Beyonce did in Lemonade. She had lots of ruffles and a long blonde wig with daisies in her hair. I I haven't seen the Lemonade video, so I didn't know this was a reference. I, it probably makes me sound really bad. I probably know the people who haven't seen the Lemonade video, but I haven't because I'm not a huge Beyonce fan myself. Um, I thought it was fine. It looked a little big on yeah. her. She she kind of like she kind of like mashed to Beyonce looks like it was from the video, but it was also she was playing on her like pregnancy reveal where she was very like ethereal like Mother Nature. My problem was if you look at the actual Lemonade video and if that's what she's saying she's going for, you should fucking go for it. Like the yellow dress that Beyonce wore was not that yellow. It was like a mustard yellow. It had sleeves. It was a little more form-fitting. She didn't have that tacky like $5 Claire's necklace around her neck. And she had like a, like come out with the baseball bat. Like if you're gonna be Beyonce, fucking be Beyonce. Like if you're gonna be in the lemonade video, bring out the baseball bat and like rhinestone it yellow or something. Like she just looked really cheap and it's hard to say you're referencing Beyonce because everyone's gonna fucking compare you to Beyonce. And guess what, Candy? You're not Beyonce. So it doesn't (laughs) work. Like I just felt like the daytime runway challenge, that would have been a very cute look, but it's the main stage challenge. It's too basic. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit the bill. I will compliment her and say her makeup once again looked beautiful, but that's literally the only compliment I can give her. I honestly didn't really like it. Oh, Candy, what are we going to do with her? Sorry. (laughs) So Rosé ends up winning the challenge, which I don't think surprised anyone. Yay! Energy, she brought the choreography, she has the voice, girl crushed it. Yeah. Revenge for Jan. Absolutely. Although I thought Mick and Denali had a chance. Yeah. I just like that Rosé can just like hold that over Jen's head all the time. (laughs) Oh, and she's going to, you know, she will. She absolutely will. And I respect it. (laughs) Uh, So Mick and Denali were both safe uh, with compliments from Rue and Tina also made the cut, which I think was fair. I think so too. Because I really think the two that were in the bottom, Simone and Candy deserve to be there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, They lip synced to Boss by Fifth Harmony. And I was a little worried because neither of them really blew my mind. Like Simone did have a bit of attitude, but it's not a crazy dance song. So I was, I was a little nervous. I, yeah, I think I love this song. I think it's a fucking great choice. You need to have a lot of like spunk and attitude, which I think is right up both of their alleys. The problem was I just didn't really think either of them did a very good job. I think Simone like had the attitude better but she wasn't necessarily doing anything like very eye-catching and then I think Candy started out strong and then she just gassed out and it was so obvious and like when she was like rolling around on the floor and like holding her dress and like 
Her what? dress was such a like a hindrance. She was holding it up and hauling it up the whole time. Like she didn't do anything. It was it was bad. And like once again, she kind of stopped lip syncing at a couple of points and instead just like had an angry look on her face. And I'm like, just That's because what I don't get. Like Rue called out Tina for two seconds of yeah. not lip syncing while she was dying, quote unquote, in the musical. Yeah. Yeah. But can't stop singing all the time. And this is her second time doing it during a lip sync. Like, I don't think Candy is a good lip syncer. I didn't even think she should have won the one against Joey J. So like. Agree, girl. We're on the same page here. That's good. We're getting upset. So originally, Simone wins the lip sync, which thank God. And Rue says, sashay away to Candy. Candy starts walking away, says her thank yous. Girls say bye. And then Rue says, wait. Candy, I'm not ready for you to go. And she's safe. A double save, double Shantae. I did not think this was worth a double save. No, it was not. And it wasn't worth it in like such a dramatic fashion. Like if I I compare all double Shantae's to Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. And yes. If you yes. do that, it's not worthy in my opinion. I think... They've unfortunately pigeonholed themselves into this. We have to have at least one double Shantia season. And I'm like, no, if it doesn't deserve it, you shouldn't fucking do it. Like Brooklyn and Evie were the only double Shantae I think has ever been deserved on this show. So I was pissed because I fell for it. I was like, Candy's going home, pour the wine, get the fuck out. Like I was so excited. (laughs) And then she fucking stays. Like, cool. Yeah, at least if you're going to do it, at least save it till the end when you think someone who could actually win might go home. Because I don't think Candy is going to win. Candy is not going to win this challenge, like this whole thing. It's so early for a double Shantae. Like, I thought the double Shantae was going to be like a Denali and a Rose in the bottom. Yes. Not fucking Candy. Like, it didn't deserve it. It did not deserve it whatsoever. I'm so upset about it yeah me too and a lot of people joined us in that (laughs) we speak on behalf of nikki and maha when we say this decision was absolute trash (laughs) yeah garbage yeah take it out it stinks uh we get a preview of next week which is snatch game finally although now there's nine of them and I was like oh like eight people for snatch game like of course it'll be snatch game next and now I'm like oh it's an odd number like that's a little weird like nine seems like a lot for a snatch game they've done nine before though they do four across the top and five on the bottom oh it just seems like a lot and like I always get worried that they're not going to be able to show as much of the jokes as they should that's it right like we miss so much stuff so it's it's really frustrating that and the reading challenge. I wish they would show more. Yeah. Hopefully for the snatch game episode, they'll do the same thing where there's not a mini challenge because I think it'll just waste too much time. But well, then we don't need as much prep time. We don't need them like deciding which character they're going to be or yeah. whatever. Just go into it really. Yeah. They need to release like a, like an untucked version of like the whole snatch. Yes. Game. We would fucking watch that shit. I'd be all over that. It's probably so much more awkward. <laughs> you do oh, totally thing. right. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. You'd have to go for the double embarrassment or like the secondary embarrassment with a lot of these because it's just like, oh, you can't you can't yeah. watch. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, the snatch game is a hard one for me. I get like very aggressive secondhand embarrassment. So there have been some seasons where I literally have to fast forward through it. I can't even watch it because I'm so embarrassed for them because some girls do so bad and I'm very nervous about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they don't do their research. Rue throws them softballs. (sighs) Yeah. It's like, you have to know everything about your character. You know, this is coming. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. We just had the UK snatch game and like watching it as someone who is not from the UK. I didn't know half the people that were on the snatch game this season, but a lot of them still made me laugh, you know? 
Yeah. So it's like you picking the person is so important. And like, sometimes the reasoning behind who they pick, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is not going to succeed. So I don't know. I like when they were doing the preview for the next episode, I like paused to see if I could see who everyone was because they did like a wide shot of everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little nervous. There was some interesting choices. <laughs> you think you know who anyone's going to be? Um, yeah. So I wrote them down. So Rosé is going as Mary, Queen of Scots, which is great because her Scottish accent is so cute. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, Gomic is going as Paris Hilton, which I fucking love Paris Hilton. <laughs> so I am so ready. And she has the same like California kind of voice and vibe. So I think she could do really good. I'm super excited. And then they briefly showed Utica as Bob Ross. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Tina as Richard Simmons, which will probably be hilarious because he's insane. Yeah. And then they also showed Simone as going as Harriet Tubman. <laughs> like, okay. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. And then, yeah, like Denali, I couldn't see who she was, but it was like someone with long hair and also a mustache. So I don't know if she was like Jesus Christ or something. <laughs> and then Candy, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out who her character was either but Hmm. I am excited and horrified which is yeah I think how yeah this will be a big one yeah this is where they should at least save the double Shantae for because good people fail at this all the time a lot of good queens do bad in the snatch game I mean Trixie fucking bombed the snatch game in all stars and then she won which also was kind of controversial but whatever yeah that's sketch not into that yeah and like even with the UK queens this year like Lawrence Cheney is so fucking funny and she absolutely bombed the snatch game like I could not believe that oh girl I could do a whole episode on that it was so good (laughs) I I just have to say the UK series has been like maybe my favorite over the the US like season this I don't know it's been so good well the judging has been so suspect in the US one and I feel like it's been going slowly downhill yeah it's been it's been tough to watch and like the UK judging started off a little rocky but like is still pretty okay so it's been more interesting for me Mm -hmm. but we'll see we'll see how it plays out and untucked this week we have a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. Um, we start with the safe girls coming in uh, Utica is happy to be safe, whereas Elliot feels like she got a little bit robbed. And I was like, LOL. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Rose? <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly. And like, here's the thing I said it earlier. I didn't, I thought Elliot did a good job, but I also don't think she deserved to be in the top just because there were people that did better. Like, that's just how, like, that's how math works. Like, if three people do better, it doesn't matter if you do a good job, you know? Like, shut up (laughs) yeah agree so I thought that was kind of funny and then Olivia comes in being like I have no idea who's in the top and bottom this week what do you guys think and I was like what were you on the same stage yeah I mean I agree with her I think she was the most confused about Tina so like that's probably what threw her off of like well who is the bottom and who is the top kind of thing but it was still like you could still figure it out (laughs) Yeah, Untucked was a lot of a lot of things happened in Untucked this week. Um, Olivia was a little shady when she brought up, "Oh, you were in the bottom last week, right? Like, how do you feel this week?" <laughs> she, yeah, I. Here's the thing: like, I do adore Liv. I don't know that I'm like as stoked on her as I was when I first started, because I just noticed, especially this week that she always just has to like start the conversation and be like so who do you think's in the bottom or oh like how do you feel like you were in the bottom just last week like she always is just lighting very little fires and just seeing them burn like I'm like Liv I don't think you're as nice as you're 
pretending to be, you know? <laughs> well, I'm wondering if there's some reason now behind Tina calling her like a secret diva. Like if there's more stuff we're not seeing. I think Tina's right. I think Liv is low-key, not mean, but I think she's sneaky, you know? She knows what she's doing. She's a smart girl. She's just sitting there being every single week, oh, I'm so happy I'm in the top. Denali, how are you feeling? Like, you shady <laughs> bitch. Like, you know what you're doing. Like, I don't know. I'm keeping my eye on that, Liv. She's a... Uh, She's up to something. And apparently Olivia and Utica are going to go on a date after the show. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know what was happening there. It's a very strange friendship duo. Yeah. Odd. <laughs> like the two like quote unquote innocent ones kind of thing. Yeah. And then Utica mistaking Sweden for Switzerland. Like I actually laughed so hard because... I feel like Utica prides herself on being very clever and like she just seems like someone who would be smart and the fact that Elliot like the pause and then Elliot being like you mean Switzerland like it was so (laughs) funny and like Elliot is very problematic but her laugh is so fucking contagious and when she's just roasting Utica (laughs) for mixing them up like I laughed so hard I was like girl of course, it's Switzerland. Like, everyone knows that. <laughs> it must have just been, like, a brain fart in the moment kind of thing. They're probably so tired. But like, and, like, fair enough. Slavic countries are all the same. Whatever. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> they all have, like, tall blonde people. Whatever. Yeah. Um, after that, the top and bottom queens come into the workroom and the safe queens are very confused that Tina is in the bottom. I was also a little confused because I thought she was a safe queen myself. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I think they were right to be confused. Because, yeah, like they said, she was carrying the show. Like there was no formatting to this whatsoever other than Tina's part. Otherwise, it was just a jumble of things. Yeah. And and she did a good job the whole time. So I, I just don't see how that one little mistake at the very end was worthy of her being in the bottom, especially when she had such a strong runway look. Like Utica did like okay in the challenge, but had a terrible runway. So how is she not in the bottom? Yeah. And Candy once again comes in surprised that she's in the bottom. I don't really want to talk about this again. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about candy. <laughs> the full-fledged delusion going on in this woman's brain is insane. <sighs> what do you mean you think you slayed the challenge? Like, are, are you actually that unaware of yourself? It's so <laughs> bad. Like, Shut up, Candy. <laughs> just shut yeah, up. just stop. And then we get a little click of the mean girls, Olivia, and I forget who the fifth person was, but there were five of them all grouped together and they were talking about how they were surprised that they were in the bottom. Yeah, it was Tina, Candy, Simone, Mick, and then Olivia was kind right. of just like hanging out kind of behind. Yeah, she was like looming in the background. <laughs> <was like>, okay. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. It was really uncomfortable. Like I love Simone, but the fact that she was like, they're all just in their clique being like, I can't believe the three of us are in the bottom. And I'm like, I can, like, I can actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you guys like s- wasting your time being so angry about the judging and like thinking you're hot shit instead of putting your fucking headphones in and practicing your lip sync? Like, it's just not a good look. I don't like this Mean Girls click. I don't like that Simone's kind of in it. It's just not, it's not cute. It's not cute. I don't like that they've sucked Simone in. Like, I didn't like they did it with Gomic yeah. at all in the first place. And now Simone's in there. It's like, come on. It's just like to waste time being like, I cannot believe we're in the bottom together. And I'm like, that's really fucking disrespectful to everyone else who did better than you in the challenge. (laughs) Like, shut up. Like, 
have some self-awareness and be like, yes, I'm in the bottom. I know it and I deserve it. Well, let's move on to my favorite part of Untucked, which was Rose and Denali possible love connection. Oh my God. This was everything. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. I had to like fan myself. I was like, Rose yeah. said Denali's cute. Rose said Denali's cute. It was Oh my gosh. It was so unexpected too, because like, I thought they had like a cute, like friendship, like back and forth, like sisterhood. And then all of a sudden Rose was being like, oh, Denali's so cute out of drag. I was like, hold the fucking phone. I just hope it's not like a Jinx Ivy Winter situation. (laughs) Yeah, that was so weird. I don't know. There've been a lot of strange pairings on Drag Race. Like, don't even get me started on fucking Vanjie and Brooklyn. Yeah. Many choices have been made, but like I stand this one so hard. They're both so cute. I just feel like a door in that like clip of her being like, oh my God, are we gonna tongue? I'm like, they should yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> like I support this wholeheartedly. <sighs> yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see if they pursue this further because they didn't really come out with the um Brooklyn and Banji thing right away like it was hinted at and then eventually- it was like a it was like halfway through the season before all of a sudden it was like oh they're together yeah well, it made me sad fun. when I found out they weren't anymore because they're so cute I know they still like comment on each other's Instagrams though I like that yeah I like that they're still friendly and it's not weird or whatever yeah yeah that was cute <laughs> So we stand. Well, we want an invitation to the wedding between Rose and Tanali. We have to go. <laughs> and with that, that is another episode of the Too Hot for Hockey podcast. Thank you, Chandler, for joining me this week and chatting all this fun stuff. <laughs> for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, send us questions. What did you like about Drag Race this week? Let us know. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow. And thanks, and we'll see you next time. Bye.